player two. Hey, it's me, Kitty M. This is a podling, which means it's not a full episode of The Land of Pod, just a part of it, a bubble trapped in time. This one comes from episode 19, titled Ladies Can Be Doctors Too and Castlevania Vampire Hunter D Vibes. So, uh, let's roll. How about we talk about Doctor Who? Because we can do that now, because it finished last week. So now we're allowed to talk about it. I think enough time has passed, yeah? You guys can talk about it. I haven't watched Doctor Who in a while. Not because Capaldi isn't brilliant, he is. But the Clara Mr. Pink arc totally lost it for me. Anyway, it's time for a new Doctor. Of course, the internet has thoughts about this that vary wildly and aggressively. Mainly the aggression comes when someone puts forward the suggestion that the Doctor could maybe be a lady Doctor. I'm not sure why, but the internet turns into every episode of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman when this happens. But a lady Doctor? That's unheard of! And I'm here to help you with that. Not because I profess to know everything about Doctor Who, but I do know quite a bit about constructed worlds and universes because I don't know whether you've noticed this, but I'm kind of a nerd. And here's how it works. From my perspective, which is obviously the best one, fight me. When it comes to character building, there are many ways to do it. But if we're going to talk in binary terms, which I know a lot of people love to do, especially if they think the Doctor can only be a man, there are two types of characters in terms of development of character. You have your static character and the shifting character. Static characters include, but are not limited to, Bruce Wayne, Superman, Lois Lane, Wonder Woman, Black Panther, Luke Cage, and Tony Stark. The characteristics of a static character is that they basically don't lend themselves to change because of what they represent. Their physical appearance may be altered slightly, their backstory tweaked, fleshed out, or even edited to create a better narrative for them, but they're always who they are. Their backstory, their origin stories, they're set in such a way that to change them is to change their experiences and who they are, what they represent in the worlds they inhabit. Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark are the best examples of this because to me both of them have to be rich, white men, and I would even err on the side of men who are mostly straight. Both of these characters come from a position of extreme privilege, and it's due to personal experiences that they bother to look outside their upper-class bubble. It's also due to this inherited wealth and status that they're afforded the means to play superheroes for realsies. And I think their particular flavour of rage and attitudes they both have in relation to society and justice systems are key to their characters, and so can only be informed by their rich, white, straight, male, cis experience. Of course, you can have a black Batman, and you can have an Asian Batman. He doesn't need to be white. But consider for a moment the experiences that only a white Batman can really have. Bruce Wayne is a rich playboy driving fast cars and throwing extravagant parties. You know what he rarely is? Stopped by the police who are overly aggressive to him because they think he's stolen a car or is a member of organised crime syndicates based purely on his appearance. Batman is a vigilante but he's a white vigilante, which is why they're calling him a vigilante in the press and having debates about his actions, not just calling him a radicalised criminal who definitely needs to be stopped. And before anyone starts, yes, I know, Bruce Wayne isn't the only one to be Batman, but that was a special circumstance and also Dick Grayson wasn't Batman for long because to be Batman, you really have to be Bruce Wayne. There's no other way to get the job done as Batman. So that's a static character. Then we have the shifting characters. To follow on on the Batman theme, the Robins are shifting characters. Anyone can be a Robin, and depending on who is being Robin depends on how Robin gets the job done. A perfect example being the difference between Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne. 
Dick is a smart, capable, and emotionally intelligent young man who's comfortable in his own self. Damien is a freaking psycho. And so they play the part of Robin markedly differently. And no one complains. You're allowed to have as many Robins as you like and explore all the stories out there through the different Robins. See Batman as our default belief. Robin is closer to what is actually true, a more varied experience. And here's what people who think that the Doctor can't be a lady or even shock horror not subscribe to a gender binary at all need to realise. The Doctor is a shifting character. And that's not only canon as part of the Whovian universe, but an integral part of the Doctor's character and narrative. To change, to say goodbye and to be reborn as someone new is part of who the Doctor is. Being a man is part of who the Doctor has been. Just like being someone with a preoccupation for jelly babies or thinking bow ties are cool. Those are a part of the Doctor that have existed but no longer need to continue existing into the next life of the Doctor. If the Doctor continued as they have always been, then the Doctor we have now would be a human ball of bow ties, long scarves offering everyone jelly babies while crying and attempting to play cricket. It also makes no sense that the Gallifreyans would subscribe to any kind of binary system ever, since even things like time being linear is laughable as a concept to them. The idea that gender being a static binary point which they can never depart from seems ludicrous. Also, within a number of constructed worlds, characters like the Doctor exist, and they emphasise the backward assumptions of binary gender as well. Look at Dax from Deep Space Nine, a Trill who lives in symbiosis with many life forms, and to whom the idea that you would only stay as one gender the whole way through is absurd. Because why would a being who can change their body and ostensibly live forever, or at least an incredibly long time, to whom there are so few barriers, enforce such a trivial condition on themselves? The answer is they wouldn't, or at least not forever. But it's not just characters in sci-fi who can be shifting characters. James Bond, Black Widow, they can be reimagined characters too. And the way you can pick all of this is quite simple. See, they're not using their actual names. Take James Bond. That's a code name. We, we all know that, right? Like, dude's name is not actually James Bond. If it was actually James Bond, that would be the biggest risk to national security in the history of forever. Not counting most recent history, I think you know what I'm talking about. Also, there have literally been like six different James Bonds, and you can't pretend they're all the same guy. They're obviously not. One of them had a Scottish accent. Which is why you can have a black James Bond. So let's sign up Idris Elba on that already. We're here waiting. Impatiently. My point is this, I don't want or need characters to stay the same, nor do I need them to change, but to argue that a character whose story quite often references back to a change in appearance and personality cannot ever step out of the confines of the colour of their skin, gender, sexuality, or anything else, is actually more disrespectful of that character and their abilities than saying, hey, what if they were a lady? I also stand by the theory that if a character exists within a universe where something as fantastic as space travel or pens with tiny cameras in them exist, then it's just flat out stupid to argue that suddenly being a woman or not being white is the part you're having a hard time believing. And just before the Broflake Brigade get upset with me bringing identity politics into geekery, boo-boo, it's always been here. There's a reason people take sides when we're asked who would win in a fight between Batman and Superman, and it's not because we like to debate, but because it speaks to the deeper consciousness we have surrounding issues of justice, conflict resolution, and our view of power and how it truly manifests itself in times of conflict. The character you say you like says something about you. That's why we like them. 
Also, this is just fun to talk about, right? Side note, I think Clara will turn out to be the new Doctor because she's a woman out of time. She's got connections to all of the Doctors. And she's kind of rebellious, no-nonsense, crazy, leap-into-the-flames moxie that I think lends itself when talking about the Doctor. And Michelle Gomez can be her companion. Fight me, but don't. I've looked into the future. You don't win. Come on, Player 2. Let's head back to the tavern. And that was a podling. If you want to hear the full episode, it's episode 19 in the Land of Pod. Remember to rate this highly. Uh, Don't rate it at all if you didn't like it, because I can't handle negative criticism. Or even just neutral criticism. I mainly just want praise. And if you like the Land of Pod, remember to subscribe, and then that way you'll get it when it's uploaded every week. Sometimes not every week, because I'm lazy. Until next time, Player 2.